Hey, it's Chef Carla, and welcome to Cooking is the New Healthy. This is a podcast about how we cook, how we eat, and how we show up in our real lives. I'm talking to other entrepreneurs and creatives about how they do that in their lives. I'm most active on Instagram at Chef Carla underscore C. You can find out about my programs and my courses and everything that I do. I'm also Carla Contreras. Dot com and all of today's information is going to be in the show notes. Today's guest is Kate Hurley, and I like I'm bursting because I just adore you, Kate. And I've been doing Kate's app for my gosh, almost a year and a half. I've probably done I was like at 250 workouts slash classes like it's crazy um and the way that i know kate is because of bar three so bar three back in the day kate taught classes there and literally i've been doing bar three for maybe i don't know seven years so i'm so happy to introduce you to kate hurley and kate i would love for you to tell us who you are and how you serve the world Hi, Carla. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. I absolutely adore you, and it has been an honor to get a glimpse into what your Move and Meditate practice looks like. So thank you for that. Um, but yeah, so my name's Kate, and I've been in the fitness space for a long time. I've been an athlete my whole life. I have a background in distance running and in teaching group exercise. In my 20s, I really struggled with anxiety, and I spent most of that decade trying to make my anxiety disappear. My struggle with anxiety led me to meditation. And once I met my teacher, who um, is a huge part of the app and website, she and I collaborate in all of our practices that we offer, um, but I met my teacher, I started experiencing the benefits of meditation, I started to understand that my anxiety wasn't actually a problem, it was there to help guide me. I learned that anxiety is a wisdom energy, and instead of trying to make it disappear, it's much more skillful if you learn how to work with it so that that can fuel you. So um, this kind of personal journey, this personal discovery led me to realizing that if I'm just teaching fitness, I'm not actually serving people and how I fully can serve. So um, I combined exercise with meditation, and I have um, an app called Kate. I have a website, kateherley.com. And, you know, on the app and website, there are just a ton of offerings that combine high intensity exercise, yoga guided runs, and all of those movement classes finish with meditation. And then we also have standalone meditation classes. So I guess um, I hope that these platforms, my intention, my most sincere wish is that these platforms that I have can show up to help or to, <laughs> they can help people um, kind of feel good in their skin now, that they can um, feel more connected to their bodies, that they can feel more at ease and realize that any 
wholeness that they might be searching for is already here. I love that, Kate. And as a user of your app, like I, this is, this is definitely commercial for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am a user of your app and I adore it. And it does that for me. And, and I will highlight if people are going to try your app that the belly meditation, my goodness, that one, I feel so much presence in my body and the yoga nidra at night, like literally being able to wind down and feel my body. Oh, those are so incredible. I mean, there's so many other wonderful things about your app, but those two in particular, that really like solidifies what you're saying. Oh, well, I'm so happy that those practices have been supportive for you. Something that I, I wonder if you're pointing to in that is when you say that you felt um, really present in your body and you felt that sense of presence, like when we're meditating and when we're doing these practices, like they're actually pretty radical because they aren't about how we're experiencing our bodies in the mirror. You know, it's not about how the body looks. Yeah. We're, we're learning how to relate to ourselves in a different way. And we're learning to uncover different aspects of our experience that are always here, but that are sometimes overlooked. So when we can learn how to feel the sensations that are present in the body, when we can learn how to um, stay with that and notice, you know, the emotional currents and how the emotions and the thoughts move through the body, that is really valuable information um, that can ultimately help to guide us and also help us experience more freedom and relief. Relief. Like, I think we should just say that a couple of times and like take a deep breath. Relief. It's just such a beautiful thing that you've created. And I'm so grateful for the work that you do in the world. And I'm going to ask you a couple, because we're going to bring this, because I'm a chef by training, I'm going to bring this into a couple of food questions. And I would love to know what was your last meal? Oh, my last meal, I had lunch today, which was a quinoa with, it was like a quinoa chili with red beans, kidney beans, green peppers, onions. I just whipped it up in the instant pot. And it's a recipe from um, functional nutritionist, Andrea Nakayama, who's based in Portland. I love her. You know, Andrea, she's, I can't even, Carla knows everybody. Pretty soon you're going to be like, oh, actually your mentor, like Kimberly that you just mentioned, she's like my third cousin. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Andrea is a real healer and um, she has worked with my sister who has some autoimmune issues. So that's how I got familiar with her, but I love her recipes and her philosophy. That's so amazing, Kate. I mean, so let's just talk about it. Let's talk about your eating philosophy, your food philosophy, or even what a typical day looks like in terms of food. Because I find it really interesting as I'm having conversations with people and entrepreneurs about how they look at food. 
Yeah. I mean, food for me, honestly, is somewhat of a struggle, especially um, just in the midst of this pandemic, having not having access to the same foods that I'm accustomed to having access to. And then also I'm cooking so much more, which is a really good thing. But I try to eat whole foods And whenever I'm thinking about a meal or a snack, I try to include um, healthy fats, fiber, and protein in every meal. That said, I definitely don't succeed. There have been times in my life, particularly when I was really struggling with anxiety, that I was way more um, focused on being rigid with what I was putting into my mouth because I had this fear like, oh my gosh, if I have dairy or if I have gluten or if I have these like, you know, processed foods, is that going to make my anxiety worse? And really what I have learned through my meditation practice that, um, you know, maybe there might be some foods that make my skin a little acneic or, you know, that maybe like, give me a little bit of stomach pain or whatever, but that, that, that isn't actually the, the issue. Um, for me, it's been, um, the past few years, particularly post starting this meditation practice has been about finding more flexibility, more ease, more joy, letting go with the food choices, not worrying so much, and instead really paying attention to and honoring what my body's asking for. And sometimes my body needs like red hot blue chips with no guacamole. (laughs) And you have an episode on your podcast about this too, right? Yeah. So I, um, in, I interviewed Lisa Hein from the well necessities talking about food and how to have a healthier relationship with food, because sometimes, you know, in the health and wellness space, um, even though the health and wellness industry is very well intentioned, sometimes it can cause some harm around our food choices. Um, as if, you know, eating more spinach is going to make us feel vibrant all the time. When in truth, you know, we are designed to feel the full spectrum, the full range of emotions. I love that you talk about that. I think that you, you've had multiple posts about that feeling in your Instagram, feeling the emotions, actually being in the space. And it's really hard to be in that space right now. I will say I have two toddlers and to be in the space and to witness and feel all the emotions of myself, including my toddlers. It's not the easiest thing, but I love that you bring not only light to it, but you like, you call it out. You say, you know what? It's okay to have the rainbow of the feelings. Absolutely. One of my key learnings uh, last summer actually was that it really like the the emotional heart has no limit like the heart is designed to feel the full range of emotions like the rage and the sorrow and the irritation and the joy and the kindness like we are designed to feel that um kimberly my teacher says that that feeling tone is kind of the spice of life you know that's what makes life so vibrant it's it's what um it's what makes it so rich. Yeah. 
you know, but really it's the mind that has preferences. The mind is always commenting, I like this, I don't like this. Ooh, that's scary. I wish this was different. So when we can learn how to observe that chatter in the mind and we can build the skills to be present with the emotions, then, um, you know, just like the body wants to move, emotions want to move too. And so actually, um, Kimberly and I are teaming up to roll out an eight-week intensive, a meditation program that's launching soon on the app and website where she's going to be really sharing what that process looks like and helping people to build more skills, cultivate the skills to work with the scarier, more difficult emotions. I love that, Kate. I'm like taking a deep breath to like just soak it all in. And I think anybody that's listening to this, please just take a deep breath and let it just sit. I'm going to go into the next part of the podcast. And sometimes when we listen to podcasts, it's like, oh, that was a great idea. But what I would like people listening to this is if they find any of your tips or ways to show up or whatever you want to call it, because some people are like, I'm going to throw the tips out the window, um, which is awesome. But um, I would love if they could tag us on Instagram and continue the conversation and say, hey, I love this tip. I love this. I could apply it to my life. And so I'm just going to like listen to you and let you just drop some knowledge on me right now. Oh, so share tips about... Yeah anything, how to show up in your life, three of them. Okay. Okay. Well, the first one that I think is the most critical and the most essential is just showing up with an intention to be present. I love it. Because how many times is it, does attention get pulled into worrying about the past or anticipating what's next or getting swept up in our expectations about how we wish it would go. And then we miss the experience that is arising now. So showing up with the intention of being fully present, of being fully here now, because there is nowhere else to be, right? So that has been the most critical for me. Um, and then you know, I think the very nature of presence is kind. So when you're showing up fully present, you're also having an intention of showing up with kindness. And I don't mean kind like write your friend a letter or um, hold the door open for somebody at the, you know, at the grocery store, whatever it is. That is wonderful to do for sure. Show up and, and display random acts of kindness, whatever you want to do. I'm talking about just having that willingness to receive and stay with whatever's arising is kind. Think of it like the sky. You know, the sky is open and it doesn't care whether it's storming or there's a tornado or there's a hurricane or it's a bright sunny day the sky receives the weather that's exactly how presence works um presence receives whatever's here so how can we be like the sky those are my two big tips they're huge they're so huge i'm taking another deep breath <laughs> 
I encourage everyone else listening to do the same. What's the last one, Kate? Oh my gosh, a third tip here. You're really yeah. pushing me on this. I it like could be it. Anything, Kate. It doesn't have to be related to work. It can be related to your life. It could be related to your business. It could be related to like literally anything. I had one guest that showed that shared a pizza tip. And she shared how to reheat pizza and she reheats it in a pan. And most people will teach you how to repeat, reheat pizza in just the pan and you heat it up, but she flips it over and like griddles the cheese. Mm. So that's a great tip. I was like, sounds <laughs> like it, especially for a chef. Right? Um, it's a delicious tip. <laughs> I, for this last tip, um, this is another helpful pointer that I have received from my teacher and it involves uh, how to respond to emotions in a skillful way. So, you know, Carla, when you're really swept up by anxiety or over feeling overwhelmed by sadness or whatever it is, you know, maybe your child is having a meltdown, maybe um, you're feeling paralyzed or a little frozen by fear. Sometimes in those circumstances, right, our attention gets a laser focus and it gets locked in on that one emotional current, on that one thing that's happening. Yeah. Those moments, it's really skillful to see if you can soften your lens of attention and broaden it so um, okay. that you can become aware of other aspects of experience like okay i'm feeling this anxiety but can i also notice my breath can i also notice the temperature of my skin can i also notice um you know what images are arising in the visual field so just kind of going back to those key pointers uh, can help us to remember that there is more to our experience right now than whatever emotions are flowing through. I love it. I love the reminder of the temperature of your skin, of the breathing, of seeing, and I will relate it to toddlers because I have toddlers. There's a lot of meltdowns. There's a lot of strong emotions. Um, and like literally not focusing on one thing or laser focusing on one thing is so, it's such a helpful thing, even for me as a mom to, to take in right now. Mm. It's been a really helpful practice for me as well, because when I feel emotions, I tend to feel them very deeply. I'm a really sensitive person. And for a long time, I thought that my sensitivity and the fact that I did feel emotions in a really intense way. I thought that that was something that was wrong with me. You know, I thought that that was a weakness, but since I've learned how to soften the lens of attention, I now see that that in fact is a bit of a superpower. Oh yeah. Totally. I'm so grateful for you, Kate. No, oh, I'm grateful for you too, Carla. You have so much passion and 
Um, you're so plugged in to the community. Thank you so much. Well, I am so grateful to have you on. We're going to challenge people to do one of these things. I, I don't know if you want to give them a specific assignment. Um, a specific assignment. I would just say, you know, when you find yourself in the midst of an intense emotional current, when the wave of emotion is big, you know, can you just stay present with that? Can you notice that it's here? And can you trust that you have the inner strength and resilience to allow yourself to feel it? And some questions that you might want to ask yourself to help you feel into that a little more is, you know, where is the emotion showing up in the body geographically? Is it in one place? Is it in many places? Um, what is the quality of sensation that's here? Is it hot? Is it expansive? Is it contracted? Is it tingly? Um, and then can you sense the edges of that emotion? So can you feel the edges of the emotion? Can you feel the space around the emotion? And can you just stay present with whatever's here? And I'm willing to bet, this is an exercise from, from Kimberly Carson, my, my teacher and mentor, I'm willing to bet that if you do those things, if you can acknowledge that the emotional current is here, if you can identify where it is you're feeling it in the body, if you can notice the qualities of the emotion, feel into the edges, right, the space around it, um, I'm willing to bet that it's going to shift because emotions move just like the body wants to move. Yeah. And, um, and then by, by staying present with that, you allow the emotion to liberate. I don't mean like, oh, you allow the emotion to, you push it away, but it just will, will naturally liberate. So, and maybe something a little more simple, even if you're noticing that you are really swept up in feelings of anxiety. Um, Kimberly asked me this question years ago when I was really struggling with panic attacks. She said, Kate, is that feeling of anxiety, is that who you are? Is that it? Such yeah. a great question. And it just kind of made me laugh. And it's like, of course, that's not who I am. There's more to me. There's more to all of us than one tough emotion that we might be experiencing in the moment. This is so beautiful, Kate. I love it. Oh, well, I'm just lucky to find these teachings and to share them with you and your community. So, um, you know, we're about to roll out that Meditation 101 program that Kimberly will be leading. If people would like to join, that begins on, on June 1st, and um, it will be available on the app over the next few months. Amazing. And where can we find and work with you? My Instagram is kate.hurley, and it's K-A-I-T. And my website is kateherley.com. And if you'd like to give the app and the online classes a try, um, you can search for the app in the Apple store. It's called K-A-I-T, Kate. And I have a 14-day free trial. Perfect. Thank you so much, Kate. I know that we could talk for hours on end. 
<laughs> because I just, I love you. You know that. Um, and I'm so grateful for you being on here. And I'm also so grateful for these, these tools and tips to use not only now during a pandemic, but these are tools and practices that can be used every single day in our everyday lives from now and forever. And I hope that any of these tools that resonated with people, you may not want to take a picture of your rage or your emotion, um, but if you found this podcast helpful, if you could take a screenshot of it and tag Kate and I so that we can continue the conversation. If you found anything helpful inside the podcast, maybe you want to quote us or quote Kate, that would be so wonderful because what we want to do is to share this work as much as possible. And I want to thank you, Kate, again, and thank everyone for listening to this. Um, all of the information is in today's show notes, including the links to Kate's app, her website, and my website, because guess who this is sponsored by? Me and my courses. And I'm really just trying to share positive information with people right now, especially in the middle of the pandemic. And I will say this, I heard this on Kate's podcast recently. She has a new podcast, so I'll definitely have to put the link to that as well. If you find this information useful, or if you have tips, or you have ideas about this podcast, this is brand new and completely unedited. So I'm doing this myself, and again, I'm at Chef Carla underscore C. You can always send me a DM, and wherever you're listening to this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe get a carrier pigeon, whatever you have to do to share this with people, text it to them, email it to them, screenshot it and put it in your stories. I'm sending you all love. Bye.